What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Something About Sports podcast. This is your host once again, Leon Edwards, back with another episode. Uh, This episode, I pretty much started off the NFL playoffs with an NFL-specific show, and I'm going to finish the NFL playoffs with the same. I want to just do a Quick preview of Super Bowl 56, get a chance to kind of look into how both teams got there, get my thoughts on on who's going to be the the champion of this season and just kind of some storylines to watch going into this Super Bowl. So this Super Bowl is going to be between the Los Angeles Rams and the Cincinnati Bengals. It's honestly a perfect Super Bowl matchup to cap off this season that that ha- that we've had this 2021-2022 NFL season. It's been a Hell of a season, a lot of twists and turns, a lot of surprises, wrinkles and different things like that. So for a matchup like this that probably not a lot of people would have had starting the year off. Now, I do know a lot of people probably had the Rams in the Super Bowl once they made that trade for Matthew Stafford. But if you really watch the Rams through the course of the season, there were times throughout this year where they didn't really look like a Super Bowl team. And and teams like the Green Bay Packers and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers kind of ascended above them in the NFC. And it kind of took some some crazy collapses and different things happening from both of those teams. But now the Rams are here and and a lot of people would have picked that. But now I would say it's a little bit more surprising that they're here just after seeing the team together. So the Bengals, I don't think at any point before the regular season, during the regular season, and even going into the playoffs, the vast majority of people would have picked them to be in the Super Bowl. Even going into the AFC playoffs, I would guess the Bengals probably would have been a lot of people's fourth choice of a team to be in the Super Bowl. So the Bengals are definitely randomly here, but they earned their way here. Congratulations to fans of both of those teams. It's going to be a crazy Super Bowl week and a good game. And I'm excited to watch it. Some of the storylines, though, are kind of crazy coming into this. This is last year, actually, Super Bowl 55 marked the first Super Bowl where the 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 home, the host stadium had the team in it playing in the Super Bowl. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were able to play in their own home stadium in the Super Bowl last year. And that drubbing they gave to my Kansas City Chiefs. And now the the Los Angeles Rams are going to be able to play at their home stadium, uh, SoFi Stadium in L.A. So. Before, after never happening for 54 years before last year, it's happened now twice in a row. So I think that's something that's pretty cool. We'll see how how home teams fare in that. They're one and zero right now. We'll see if they go to two and zero or one and one. As far as these teams and how they got here, both teams had some crazy paths to the Super Bowl. For the sake of for the sake of time, I'll just talk about the playoff path and kind of what the playoffs look like. For both teams, for the Rams, they they were they faced a division foe for a third time in the wild card round in the Arizona Cardinals, and they pretty much at the time were teams going in entirely different directions, and that was kind of something that we saw in these playoffs. These these uh, rematches of divisional teams just ended up being beatdowns. It's just at some point the cream kind of rises to the top, and once the playoffs come around, and you're so familiar with the team that you're already better than it's a lot easier to have those situations. So they pretty much blew the Cardinals out of the water. The game was never really was never really a contest. And I think most people kind of saw that coming. The Cardinals, kind of in, in similar Cliff Kingsbury fashion, they started off really, really fast and looked like the best team in football for a little while and just faded big time down the stretch. And they were, they were a team trending in the wrong direction at the end of the season for sure. Their second game, probably one of the more bizarre games of the playoffs this year, which is crazy to say just because of how crazy these playoffs were. But the the Rams got out to a big 27-3 lead over the Buccaneers. 
made a full comeback. The Buccaneers made a full comeback to tie the game at 27, and then the Rams were able to get a drive going to finish the game off and, and win on a game-winning field goal. So they they almost got hit with the Tom Brady comeback, but Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup connected on a long ball to get them in field goal range to end the game with the field goal, and they were able to overcome the Buccaneers, which was a game that I actually predicted. I guess that's something I didn't really get into before talking about these two teams being in the Super Bowl and kind of hopping into this. So let me finish the Rams section, and then I'll talk about that. Their their NFC Championship game was actually another rematch. So you talk about three NFC West teams making it into the playoffs uh, to start. And then and then you had two of those teams facing off in the NFC Championship. The the Rams started that game off down by double digits, but they were able to eventually suffocate Jimmy Garoppolo and eventually get some things going offensively to uh, win that game as well with the field goal. So the with, with a with uh, I think they won that game by six, actually not a field goal. They won that game by a touchdown, but they did have to make a furious comeback. They did have to make some plays and they showed that they belonged in this game. All right. So now. Let me hop back into my predictions. So I talked about having having predictions at the beginning of the playoffs. So my prediction actually was a Rams-Packers NFC Championship game with the Packers taking the win. But I did have the Rams beating the Buccaneers and being in the NFC Championship game. I just didn't know the Packers would implode the way that they did against San Francisco yet again. So I was close to picking the Super Bowl. I did have, I had the AFC Championship correctly. It was kind of a contingency. So pretty much what I thought was, I thought I actually picked the Raiders to beat the Bengals. And I thought that if the Raiders won, that the Titans will beat the Raiders ultimately. But the Bengals ended up winning. And I and I thought that the Bengals would be a tough matchup for the Titans. And they ended up being a tough matchup, winning that game. It, it, they won off a game-winning field goal, but they were clearly the better team most of the game, which was crazy in a game they gave up nine sacks. But the, what I didn't see coming was the Bengals going into Arrowhead Stadium and knocking off the Chiefs the way that they did. And so I guess this kind of leads me into talking about the Bengals. The Bengals are an interesting case going into this Super Bowl because I would say they were probably the team that, that could have lost any of their games. Uh, they could have lost any of their three playoff games. And that kind of just lets you know this is kind of their year. The, the Raiders game. It was a very weird game with, with bad officiating. There were some bad things that happened. But the Raiders even still lost by seven points, and they had the ball in goal-to-goal situation. They had the ball in goal-to-goal situations and had a chance to score a game-tying touchdown, but Derek Carr threw an interception. So you talk about a better play there, and and the we may be talking about the Raiders winning that game. And then you take a look at their at their second game, against the Tennessee Titans, this is a game where they gave up nine sacks in the game. The offense only scored one touchdown. They were never really able to get anything going offensively, but their defense was able to keep the Titans at bay enough to keep them ahead. And the Titans did make a comeback. If I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty sure the the Bengals were up by 10 points throughout most of this game. They were up by double digits throughout a lot of this game. The Titans made a little bit of a comeback there and were driving to win the game. And they threw it. Ryan Tannehill throws his third interception of the game, and and the Bengals go down and, and kick a game-winning field goal. So that was a game where you're kind of looking at the at a similar situation. If Ryan Tannehill is a little bit more responsible with the ball, you may be talking about the Titans being in the Super Bowl right now. So it's just a, it's very kind of interesting to see the Bengals' path 
And it's something that was actually kind of consistent throughout the regular season as well. And thinking back on that as a Chiefs fan personally, it just seems more like more and more like it's just their year and they're doing some good things there, especially defensively. You talk about the AFC championship game against the Chiefs. They were down 21 to three in that game. They, they fought all the way back. Their defense stepped up big time. They held the Chiefs to 24 points at home. That's just not something that that you do to Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs, especially in a game where he scored 21 points in the first half. So they made an 18-point comeback, got the game to overtime, and won it with the game-winning field goal, which, which came off another interception from their defense. So a lot of this trend is, is about the Bengals' defense, actually, and a lot of the talking points is about the Bengals' defense. You talk about the Raiders' game ending on an interception. You talk about the Titans' game ending on an interception to get the ball back. You talk about the Chiefs' game coming up big with an interception in overtime. The Bengals' defense is not going to get the credit that they deserve for this run. A lot of the talk's going to be about Joe Burrow, which is, that's football. That's part of this process when you have a young quarterback who's accomplishing the things that he's accomplishing right now. You, you, you see a lot of the talk become about that guy. And it's it's part of it. Joe Burrow has definitely led this team. He's definitely transformed the mindset of this Cincinnati Bengals team and organization into a winning culture. He has a lot to do with that. But specifically through their three playoff games, it's been a lot about the Bengals defense. And for the Rams, they've kind of done it both ways. Their defense really st- uh, stifled the Cardinals offense against the Buccaneers. They started off really, really well, but the offense had to finish it. And then you talk about the 49ers game where they started off very slow offensively. The defense had to keep them in the game and had to make some plays and the offense had to finish it. So, you know, it's it's definitely a contrast of how these teams got here. I would say as far as a playoff effort, um, a complete playoff effort, and we've seen everything from a team. I would say the Rams probably have shown a little bit more as a whole uh, as far as their team is concerned. But the Bengals, as far as just the the moxie that they've showed in comebacks, the way that they've overcome giving up nine sacks in a game and only scoring one touchdown to win a game, that weird offici- that weirdly officiated game against the Raiders, the biggest call out of that game is going to be the touchdown Joe Burrow threw to Tyler Boyd where there was an inadvertent whistle during the middle of the play. Everybody talks about that, but the officiating for the entire game was terrible. So they still overcame bad officiating. They still overcame some of that stuff and won those games. So, of course, they deserve to be here. But this is just kind of for my sake of talking about what these teams have looked like through the playoffs, what they've shown us, and and kind of leading into what that means for the Super Bowl. So that's kind of of what what, what both of those teams have looked like to me. It's, It's really kind of crazy how these teams are as far as different trajectories. The Rams, they they made a lot of moves expecting to be here. The Rams have already been around the block a little bit. This is Sean McVay's second Super Bowl, which I'll talk about here in a little bit. And they're kind of this team that, while not uh, while not fully established as just a, a yearly Super Bowl contender, they're a team that you are not surprised to see here. The Bengals, on the other hand, this is an upstart team. They're young, they're fun, they have a lot of young guys, a lot of up-and-coming stars in the NFL, and this is a team that nobody could have seen here. So the pressure is rightfully going to be on the Rams in this game because the Rams are the team with expectations. They're the team that coming into this season, nobody would have been surprised if they were in this game. The Bengals, everybody's surprised to see the Bengals here at this time of year. And so that I think that that also kind of separates these two teams. The Rams are at home. 
They have more pressure. They've been here before. So it'll be it'll be fun to kind of see what what that what that means for for this Super Bowl game and kind of how each team responds to that. As far as some of the the storylines to watch in this game, the first one's going to be the quarterbacks. I've talked about them a little bit already. Matthew Stafford and Joe Burrow, two guys at different points of their career with different things on the line in this Super Bowl. You talk about Matthew Stafford, who was traded to the Rams this offseason. He spent his entire career for a Detroit Lions team and organization that just never was up to par, never was able to really put a good team around him. He gets traded to the Rams. And in his first year there, he leads them to a Super Bowl. He's he's able to get into a better offense, around better weapons, with a better team, and he leads them to the Super Bowl. And if he finishes this off, this pretty much validates a Hall of Fame career for him. And, and that's something that is big time for a guy like Matthew Stafford. You don't end up getting traded in a move like this and, and going to a team like the Rams. And it, it's a failure if you don't end up in this game and you don't win this game. So it's huge for him to be here. This is exactly what the Rams brought him in for, and now he's got to finish the job. Joe Burrow, on the other hand, a young kid, number one overall pick in last year's draft. Nobody really expected the Bengals to make this quick of a turnaround, but when you think about what they've put together over these last few years of the guys, not only of the guys that they've signed in free agency, but guys that they've also drafted, you talk about Joe Burrow, Joe Mixon, T. Higgins and Jamar Chase, they've drafted all of those guys just over the last few years. I mean, that is an offensive, that that's an offensive core right there and, and, uh, and a group of guys you can build around. The only position they really haven't invested in is offensive line, which has shown this season, but it hasn't mattered as much as they sit here in the Super Bowl representing the AFC. And then you talk about on the defensive side of the ball, guys like Von Bell and, and Jesse Bates and Eli Apple, and guys, uh, and um, Logan Wilson, and Trey Hendrickson up front, who was a, a, a free agent signing, Sam Hubbard, who was a, a draft pick that worked out, DJ Reader, who's a guy uh, who's really, really good on the interior defensive line, a free agent signing, Larry Ogunjobi, the same thing. These are guys who've been there. These are, these are calculated moves by the Bengals that have paid off big time for them. So this is a team that wasn't really expected to be there, but also a team that's been building for something like this. And it took a guy like a Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, guys with confidence, guys that are used to winning, guys that aren't willing to accept losing and being a losing organization to kind of turn not only the mindset, but the style of play around. And now you see them in the Super Bowl. So they can kind of fast track themselves to be in an AFC powerhouse with the win in this game. This is this is also just kind of also on the quarterbacks. This is only the second Super Bowl ever between number one overall picks that were quarterbacks. The other Super Bowl was Super Bowl 50 with Peyton Manning and Cam Newton, which I thought was a pretty interesting, a pretty interesting fact about this game. So it's only the second time we're seeing this. And this is also interesting enough. That was Peyton Manning's last game in that in that Super Bowl. And Cam Newton was still kind of at the time an ascending quarterback. This is kind of Matthew Stafford towards the towards the latter part of his career and kind of Joe Burrow as an ascending guy. So you kind of see that same contrast with these two guys. One guy on his second team, one guy kind of willing his first team to that promised land. So another cool storyline. Another one, Sean McVay and Zach Taylor. Sean McVay, we all know that guy. He's He's been here before. I don't think anybody would be surprised if we see him make four or five, six of these games. He's a great coach. And there was a time there where anybody who had a cup of coffee with Sean McVay, anybody who had a couple of conversations was getting consideration for head coaching jobs. 
Zach Taylor was a former offensive assistant for Sean McVay before he went on to Cincinnati. So these guys are familiar with one another. Zach Taylor's from the Sean McVay coaching tree. He's a guy who um, I'm guessing learned a decent amount from him. And these and they'll be familiar with one another. They'll be uh, fighting for bragging rights in this game as well. So that's a cool storyline, too, between those two coaches and guys that are familiar with one another. All right. So a big matchup. And I talked about the Bengals offensive line a little bit. But then you talk about this defensive line of the Rams. You have arguably, if not the best, one of the best defensive linemen of all time on the Rams and Aaron Donald. You've got another one of the best defensive linemen of all time in Von Miller. These guys have have come together to form a hell of a tandem on that defensive line for the Rams. And this Bengals offensive line is very, very bad. The last time we saw a team with the personnel to that level and not even necessarily to that that type of height, that, that level um, of elite stature was the Titans. The Titans have a lot of guys that are good. The, the Rams have a couple of guys that are great to all-time great. So it'll be interesting to see how those guys, how how those matchups work and how the Bengals try to protect their offensive line and how the Rams try to exploit the bad offensive line of the Bengals. The receivers for the Rams, Cooper Cup had one of the best wide receiver seasons of all time this year. I think he should be the offensive player of the year for the entire NFL. He led the NFL in receptions, receiving yards, and receiving touchdowns. Just having a hell of a season. He's pretty much unstoppable because not only is he very, very smart as a football player, but he's athletic and he's shifty and he's he's quick as well. So he can beat you with his brain and also with his with his athleticism. He's a guy who's a very he's a very rare type of receiver to see. And then they went out and added Odell Beckham Jr. as well. And the week that they added him, he became a necessity because Robert Woods went down. So watching those two against the the defense of the Bengals will be huge. I and mean, then you talk about on the other side, they got a lot of weapons on that other side, which I talked about. But the biggest matchup people are going to be watching is Jamar Chase versus Jalen Ramsey. Jamar Chase, who's Offensive Rookie of the Year for the NFL. Jalen Ramsey, who's widely considered the best cover corner in the NFL. So that'll be a great matchup to watch. He He does follow some guys. It'll be interesting to see if he follows just because they do have talent in other guys like a T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd. They have other talent. So it would be valuable for him to, you know, play defense against a lot of those guys. But you also could see them want to just take away Jamar Chase and make the other guys beat him, which they've proven more than capable of doing. The only thing is, and those of you guys that listen to my Chiefs podcast and listen to some of my other podcasts, you know how I've already said this before on here, but Jamar Chase is the one that can win a game for you. T. Higgins. T. Higgins can have a big game for you. I don't necessarily know if he has a 250-plus, three-plus touchdown type of game in him. And Jamar Chase is, I think, the only one on that team with that kind of potential. So it's it's worth it to try to at least take him away if you can. So those, those matchups between the receiving core of both teams versus the defensive backfields will be definitely interesting to watch. I think advantage probably goes to the Rams just because I think the, the talent of Cooper Cup and Odell Beckham with Matthew Stafford throwing him the ball and Sean McVay calling plays. I just think that that's going to be very, very tough to match up with. And we'll have to see what the what the Bengals do personnel wise and who they stick on these guys to to try to slow them down. Another thing here with I've talked about both of these guys already, but Matthew Stafford and Aaron Donald are both guys in a position right now where 
This is kind of like that last stamp to put to their Hall of Fame careers. I think both of those guys are Hall of Famers. I think Matthew Stafford, even though he didn't have the playoff success and he doesn't have the wins, the winning percentage and the wins to show for it, he's had a Hall of Fame career statistically. Aaron Donald is one of the best players of all time. Aaron Donald's a, a first ballot Hall of Famer, no question. But both of those guys can just kind of ha add that last accomplishment of a Super Bowl wrap up their careers and everything else from here on out is just a bonus. So it'll be interesting to see if those guys can wrap that up, put that stamp on their on their careers and kind of fast track their way to Canton, which Matthew Stafford will probably have more to gain in that department. Aaron Donald, he's like I said before, it doesn't matter what he does from here on out. He's a Hall of Famer regardless. Matthew Stafford, I think a Super Bowl win comfortably puts him in. I think he's in regardless as well, though. And then and then on the Bengals side, I mean, you talk about guys like Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase and Mixon and all of these guys, they have a chance to position themselves as kind of like that next up and coming force in the AFC. And we just saw it a few years ago with the Chiefs when the Chiefs kind of made their run to the AFC championship game. They were beat by Tom Brady. They, they, they went back to the AFC championship game, overcame that and won a Super Bowl. And then they became kind of like that shoe in team where everybody's saying they've got the young quarterback. They got the core. This is the best team in the AFC. If the Bengals win this game, we probably start to see the Bengals arising in some of those conversations as well. So the Bengals have a chance to kind of establish themselves as not only just a good feel-good story for this year, but a real force in the AFC going forward and a team that other teams should be paying attention to. So that's uh, that's what's at stake for the Bengals and and just something else to bring to that to that organization. I mean, they went 31 years without a playoff victory, and now here they sit in the Super Bowl. I mean, there'd be no better way than to just go ahead and end that with a Super Bowl championship. I think the fans, that would hold the fans off for another 31 years. Even though they want more under Joe Burrow, I think they'd be happy with that. And then just a couple of other smaller storylines as well with this game. Eric Weddle came out of retirement to play with the Rams. It'd be cool to see him finally get a chance to win a Super Bowl as well. He's a guy, a safety, who was very, very good throughout his entire career. I got a chance to watch him firsthand a lot um, during his time in L.A., uh, well, at the time in San Diego with the Chargers, and then he went on to the Ravens and um, ultimately ended up with the Rams. He played in a lot of big-time games. He's played in a lot of these type of situations, and so it'll it's cool to see him come out of retirement and get a chance at that. And then Andrew Whitworth, another guy who may be getting very, very close to retirement. It's a guy who plays, he's the left tackle for the Rams right now, but he started his career in Cincinnati, and I believe he played his first like 11 or 12 seasons there. This is a guy who I think is like 44 years old or something crazy like that. He's definitely an older guy in the twilight of his career, and you talk about him maybe winning this Super Bowl and riding off into the sunset, riding off into the sunset against his old team. So that'll be something else that's cool to watch. As far as just getting into predictions, I think the Rams are due. I just don't. I don't know that we see them make this game two times in the last handful of seasons and not and not actually lift the trophy up. This is their second time under Sean McVay. And you talk about them the last time losing Cooper. They didn't have Cooper Cup. He he had a torn ACL and they still made it to the to the Super Bowl with Jared Goff as the quarterback. So now you have a legitimate, a legitimately great quarterback in Matthew Stafford. I don't think it's an accident that they're back here. And I think that they're doing some good things in L.A. And Sean McVay has really put his stamp on that organization. And, and I think that this is a team that's just due. And I don't think this is the last time we see Sean McVay in this game either. So I just think that this is kind of part of his legacy. And 
the Rams kind of building that legacy around him. But the Bengals are very, very hungry. They've shown in these playoffs to be fearless. They don't really know any better, so they don't have any other way to be. They're, they're fearless. The moment is never going to be too big for them. They, they've got guys that have played in big games, and they, they really have a chance to win this game. I'm not counting them out at all. I just think the Rams may be a little bit more prepared today to win this game, but it's also something that we said about the Bengals against the Titans, and we said the same thing against the Chiefs. So they've overcome that over and over again, and I'm still sticking that that same thing on them because I think the Rams are kind of due here, and I think this is more the Rams game to lose. But as they've done all playoffs, the Bengals could very well surprise everybody and, and win this game. So I'm not taking that away from them. I just think that the Rams are due but they're a very hungry team. They're fearless. We know they won't shrink in the big moments, and we know that that a deficit won't phase them because those are things that we've seen in these playoffs and we've seen from guys like Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase across their football playing careers as a whole. Joe Mixon as well, and T. Higgins. I mean, all of those guys, you talk about Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase playing together for the LSU National Championship team. You talk about, you talk about Joe Mixon playing at Oklahoma with Baker Mayfield and playing in those high leverage games and playoff games. And you talk about T. Higgins playing at Clemson in the same situations, playing in college football playoff games, playing in uh, big-time games and, and, and moments and things, and then they've carried that right on over to the NFL field, and now they're showing that those things matter. So definitely not counting the Bengals out completely. I just think the Rams win this game. I don't think it's a super high-scoring game. I think both teams' defenses show up better than people want to give them credit for. I think we see the Rams win this game 27-20 to 20 or somewhere in that range. It's hard for the MVP to go to somebody other than a quarterback. So if I had to put my money on it, I would say Matthew Stafford wins the MVP of the game. If I had to put my heart on it or my head from what I've seen this season, I would say if the Rams win this game, Cooper Cup's going to have a lot to do with it. And he probably would deserve the MVP, but Matthew Stafford probably still would end up getting it anyway. So definitely excited for this game, though. I think both of these teams are, you know, kind of a breath of fresh air. Even though I'm a Chiefs fan, I know. I understand some people probably, I know some people probably were a little bit tired of seeing them, which kind of sucks because as a Chiefs fan, I had to go years and years of being tired of seeing the Patriots. And now people are already tired of my team after four years, but that's just kind of part of part of kind of that next guard of winning. We've seen too many teams winning at that high level too much. So that's kind of part of it. There's a breath of fresh air. It's a Super Bowl with teams that we we didn't expect to be there. A lot of great stories, a lot of great storylines, I mean, a lot of great things coming out of this game. So a fun game for sure is in tap. I think we're going to see a, a, a decently competitive game. I think that it'll be fun to watch. And I think whoever wins has a lot to gain. And whoever wins, I'd be happy with. I won't say I'm necessarily pulling for either team one way or the other. I have reasons to like both teams. I'm a fan of both quarterbacks. I think what both teams have done to get here is is extraordinary. So definitely, definitely pulling for both teams. But I, as far as just an analyst and a football watcher um, and a football fan, I think the Rams come away with this one. So I appreciate you guys for listening. Don't don't forget to rate, like, subscribe, do all of that good stuff out on the out on the interwebs and the socials. All the social media stuff will be in the podcast description. Thank you guys for listening, and until next time.